0: this is your Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the fans for a sports network and the big bad bees podcast network i'm jake riser and it's sunday april 9th the Bruins looking to make history in philadelphia as they try for the single-season record for wins in NHL history. But the lineup certainly didn't look that way. No Bergeron, no Krejci, no McAvoy, no Allmark, no Hall, no Orlov. And yet, these Boston Bruins continue to raise themselves up into the annals of history. A 5-3 to three victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. And with their 63rd win of the season, the Boston Bruins now hold the most wins in a single season in NHL history. A two-goal win for the first time in God knows when. That's got to feel good. That's got to feel really good for these guys. I'll call it the David Posternock game because, oh my goodness, this guy would have had six goals had there not been a disallowed goal and a couple of goal posts there. David Posternock was a man on A mission. Regardless, he still gets the hat trick. 60 goals on the season. Only Phil Esposito is the only other Boston Bruin who's ever had more than 60 goals in a season for the franchise. He joins Connor McDavid this season as the only other forward with 60 goals this season. A hat trick. Just incredible. Another hat trick for David Pasternak. 300 career goals for Pasta. This man cannot stop and will not stop. And look. It had to be a no-brainer for Don Sweeney to re-sign David Pasternak. After all the mishigas the Red Sox had gotten themselves into with not re-signing a couple of their stars, I think Bruins fans would have tarred and feathered Don Sweeney like the American Revolution, like the Boston Tea Party, like the days of ye old Boston, and sent him on his merry way out of the streets of Beantown if... That didn't happen. He got his deserved extension. He's going to be a Boston Bruin for a long time. And man, does he just continue to make that move look so good every single day. His draft, they make every other team that drafted him, 24 teams before him who didn't pick him, look silly every single time he hits the ice. With so many guys out of this Boston Bruins lineup, he just put the team on his back and said, I got you. But you know who else had a phenomenal game, both on the score sheet but that might not necessarily get as recognized? Tyler Bertuzzi, a three-assist game for the newest Boston Bruin, a silky pass on both Posternok's second and third goal's primary assists. He got the secondary on Zaka's eventual fifth goal of the season. He had a stupendous game, and it's finally starting to show on the score sheet a little more. Is he putting pucks in the back of the net? No, and hopefully he starts to do that at some point, just like a certain number 63 who also needs to get the monkey off his back still. But the passes he makes, the vision he has on the ice is absolutely incredible. Pavel Zaka, I talked a lot about him yesterday in his revenge game against the New Jersey Devils. Gets another goal in this one. He continues to be red hot. That line of Bertuzzi, Zaka, Pasternak. I'm almost tempted not to break up when David Krejci comes back. I might just throw David Krejci on the third line for shits and giggles. Trent Frederick on one side, and uh, I don't even know who you put on the other side. There Taylor Hall. You just have a field day with whoever you put on either wing on the third line for David Krejci, And you just let Pavel Zaka cook with Pasternak and Bertuzzi for as long as you need to. Because those guys have the ultimate chemistry right now. Super cool to see Charlie Coyle score really early into this one. He scored really um importantly in the Toronto game and one of the things i've noticed about him over the last month or so is his shot first mentality is starting to come back and when he does that he tends to put pucks in the back of the net and i know you guys are probably saying oh coil is your third line center obviously what if you shifted coil to right wing so you'd had frederick crechy coil That's an interesting combination right there on your third line. And I know that's like pie in the sky dreaming maybe because I'm sure Krejci would want to be back on the second line with his favorite checkmates in Zaka and Pasternak. But come on, to have such a great guy in Krejci as a third line center, that's a little scary for any other team. But to have Coyle, who's really finding his own in the last month or so, keep putting pucks in the back of the net, super important. Love seeing the young guys come up, step up, do a good job. While it didn't necessarily show on the score sheet, I think, you know, to be able to come up and play a solid game overall, that's beyond important for your development. Vinny Leteri stepping into the lineup on the fourth line with Jacob Lauco and Trent Frederick. Brandon Bussey, not getting any ice time, but cool to see him come up. Maybe he'll get some ice time. I don't know when. Maybe if he wants to stay up in the next day or so. Let's... Allmark market a little bit of rest considering it seems like he's hampering a little bit of an injury. Let Bussy get a little bit of game time in. Fine by me. Connor Carrick did a decent job with Matt Grizzlick, you know. Uh, love seeing Connor Clifton step back in. He's not one of the guys who got called up from Providence. But again, great to see a guy like him step back into this lineup. I'm sure he's still buzzing after Quinnipiac's victory. He had a really nice message for the boys in Hamden, Connecticut. All in all, you just got to be super happy for these Boston Bruins. Jeremy Swayman continuing to do really, really well. Yeah, three goals might not look great empirically, but the quality of saves that he made were astounding the whole way around. You got to be very happy with his performance today. He adds another win to the scoreboard. He just continues to put up great numbers. Yeah, I said three goals doesn't look great for your stat sheet, but I still think he put up a great game today. I really do. And to have him feel really good going into the playoffs, well, um, knowing he could be called upon at any point. Look at what happened last year. Allmark was the guy who was supposed to start the playoffs. He had a really sluggish couple of games. They called on Swayman. You never know what's going to happen. So to have Allmark and Swayman both playing really good hockey going into these playoffs are super, super important for this team. And now I don't know what you do. You got two games left. Your home finale against the Washington Capitals on Tuesday. And you've got your road season finale against the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center on Thursday. I don't know who you continue to rest. I don't know who you start in goal. I think he said Allmark was going to play in Boston against Washington, which would be great. But you never know. Things always change. The lineup is clearly going to keep changing with Oscar Steen, Jack Sean not getting ice time today. Maybe they'll get ice time in the next game against Washington. Maybe Bussy will get a start here in one of these last two games or at least get some modicum of ice time. So I'm sure the lineup's going to change a little bit. The benefit of being able to rest these guys is important, but I got to commend Jim Montgomery and these guys again. To rest so many guys, Bergeron, Krejci, McAvoy, Allmark, Orlov, Hall, to have so many important guys out of your lineup and have that next man mentality still come up. They've bought him to every single thing Jim Montgomery has done. They put up another solid game today. He's clearly a shoe-in for the Jack Adams. I know we talk so much about awards and mainly Allmark for the Vezina. Jim Montgomery has to win the Jack Adams. That's not even a question. I can't even tell you who else would be in consideration because there isn't. Yeah, there are other good coaches, but nobody has done what Jim Montgomery has done this season. Coaching, team building. I know we talked a lot about this in the offseason in July. The team looked like they were in turmoil, firing Bruce Cassidy, who hadn't really done a bad job. He just kind of lost the locker room, It clearly. You bring in Jim Montgomery, who... Yeah, yeah, had a decent track record with Dallas for a year, but then had some personal issues, which, you know, everybody makes a big deal out of. But, I mean, it affected how he did his work, and that's unfortunate to happen. And we're very lucky, both us as Bruins fans, as Bruins people, and for him personally to make a recovery because it's something that you still deal with every single day of your life. But good on Doug Armstrong and the St. Louis Blues for giving him a chance as an assistant coach. And you got to commend Don Sweeney for giving him a chance as a head coach again because he has come in and just reshaped, reinvigorated, re-energized everybody on this team. it I hate to say a team of destiny because cautionary tale of the 2018-19 Tampa Bay Lightning who got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round. But the team is just so special. It is. And you would hate to see them end up with nothing less than what they deserve. So... Fingers crossed. We'll see how these next two games go. But for now, Boston Bruins fans, celebrate your Boston Bruins have the NHL record for wins in a single season after their 63rd victory against the Philadelphia Flyers here this afternoon in a 5-3 win. For the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network, I'm Jake Reiser. I'll talk to you after the home finale.